All the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Happy New Year and welcome back to 442 FM. Uh, how was your Christmas? Oh, brilliant. Thanks. Uh, yeah, mine was great, actually. Um, Con, how was yours? It was very good. Thank you. Con Stamacostas is back for another year. Kev? Yeah. Happy New Year. And you. You got married. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Make an honest woman of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make a... Somebody a very good wife. <laughs> You're my wife now, Dave. <laughs> um, right. So we've been off the air for two and a half weeks, three weeks. So um, do we have a nice break? Yeah, break. Oh, I've been working very hard. Um, Website never sleeps. Never sleeps. Football never sleeps. That's right. So Someone's got to do it. As a football fan, it's been very busy. Um, and as a football writer, I've been very busy as well. Hmm. But you've got a little tan now, so you must have uh, yeah, must have got a bit of outside. Yeah, been walking, been doing my walking and stuff. Mm, doing some walking. Um, not really much to. I went to a German bar, uh, pub friends, for a friend's birthday. Did I'm you happy. umpa? Yeah, there was some umpaing. Excellent. Um, steins. Yeah, but a few steins. Some um, some pork knuckles. Have you eaten pork knuckles? Oh, I love the pork knuckles. That's just. Oh. Outrageous! Did you run out of your box and attack a French oncoming attacker with a ferocious uh, jump, which may have almost broken his neck? No, 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 no I didn't do that. No. Disappointing. Um, Kev, anything, any, anything interesting to report outside of a wedding? No, not really. I mean, you, it kind of becomes all-encompassing. Um, I uh, had my mother staying as well, and uh, that just drove me insane. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was actually quite relieved to get back to work. <laughs> nice. Um, well, I am going to have to be carried by these boys more than more than most weeks. Uh, I've been over in Japan for the last three weeks, um, living it up, doing some snowboarding, uh, some sightseeing. Um, so, unfortunately, they do not air the A League in Japan. I think um, they do actually. I, I'm not trying to be funny, but I think yeah. they do. I think it is on a channel over there somewhere. You need or to. Is it, you, maybe you need to look. Really hard for it, yeah. Adam Howard, he'll he'll be able to tell us, no doubt. Hmm. Um, well, that, well, there we go. Um, let's start off with a um, highs and lows. Obviously, we've we've missed out a few weeks. We're not going to recap and go through all the all the previous weeks. We'll just talk about this last weekend. Um, but any highs and lows from um, the week uh, from the weeks over Christmas? I think uh, refereeing standards have been uh, have hit an all time low. Mm. Uh, especially last weekend, I mean, two huge calls by referees, backtracking, changing the mind. I've just never seen the like of that. I mean, never mind in one season, in one round, to uh, see what we've seen. And it goes in the back of other decisions uh, during the Christmas break as well. It's insane. Well, why, why should all the footballers have all the glory and all the attention? Yeah, well, <laughs> referees want they want their share of the headlines. Yeah. I, yeah, I've said it before. I hate talking about referee decisions, and uh, but yeah, this week two decisions that were um, 
that were overturned were, were given and then pulled back and, and the, the ref changed his mind, which I actually think, you know, it shows a bit of um, class and a bit of... No, it doesn't, and I hate this argument, because this is the argument that was being made on Twitter and on TV as well, that it's, oh, it's great that the referees are able to change their mind. Get it right in the first (laughs) place. Do it properly. Know what you're doing. You've got a job. You've got rules. Follow them. Don't fuck it up so you have to change your mind. But isn't it better but, that they changed their mind and they got the decision right? Isn't it better? Wouldn't it be better if they got it right in of the first course. place? Yeah, but, yeah, we but that's, have... we're taking out human error there. No, we're not. We're, what, we're what, accepting in, ineptitude in the first place by saying that. Oh, but they changed the mind and they got it right in the end. No, the guy scored a goal because the referee screwed up in the first place. Yeah. The referee realizes he screwed up, pulls it all back, and. You've got controversy, referee headlines, you've got uh, doubt over, you've got an asterisk against that result from then on. Why not just get referees that actually know what they're doing and do it right in the first place? So, you know, we've got professional refs now. So, like, is there, where are we recruiting? Why does this idea that making refs professional is going to make them better? Pay them to make mistakes. Is that what we're, we're we're, this just <laughs> nonsense. We need referees that know what they're doing, not nef- referees that are getting paid. Where, where are these referees coming from? Well, you tell me. I mean, just actually make them know what they're doing. Don't send them out in a situation where they're going to backtrack and make mistakes. Uh, I thought the one where um, he missed those two penalties was the worst out of all the all the refereeing mistakes that have happened in the last it's just, weeks. I mean, it's just that a was... catalogue of them, that's the thing. And, 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 and getting them to front the media and say, yeah, I stuffed up, mm. that's even more hilarious because having seen a referee... Shame! Yeah. Shame! Shame! <laughs> but having a referee kind of like apologise afterwards makes them lose their air of authority, don't you think? Yeah. I think it's a good idea yeah. to do that, but it makes them like... You're not human. You're a referee. Stop apologising. There, there is. I, I agree that there is more errors in the A League than than elsewhere. But you know, you still get these errors in the Premier League. Yeah. And surely they're they're the best referees in the world. Like, do can, can well, we eradicate it? Not necessarily completely? the best referees in the world, but certainly they're top class referees. Mm. Um, you're never going to eradicate human error, but there's such. A frequency of it here that we have to that it's got to the stage where referees are backtracking and second guessing themselves yeah. and having to front up on television to make humiliating apologies. Whether or not that's one to explain what the 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 reason for their mistake and why they they made it, and or is it just if you make this mistake, we are going to force you to go on television and make a humiliating apology. So get it right. Mm. There's just so much. I don't. I don't know what we're doing with referees, but this is shit house. The, 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 one, the one thing I will say, which I was, which I was going to do before Kev started his uh, his rant, where he popped a blood vessel. <laughs> your vein. I, I didn't see the vein anymore. <laughs> um, was that with these? You know, there's always been that age old. Once the ref's made a decision, he's not going to change his mind. Yeah. So, and that's to encourage players not to surround mm. the ref and yeah. and. But now. You refs can't. have gone. Refs have gone back on their decisions twice now. Yeah. So this is it's only going to encourage that, and absolutely. it's going to make that, that, that those decisions even harder. Yeah. 
But I think what's, what, what, else, what also is happening is the linesman has got more power now and they're all mic'd up. Mm. So a lot of the decisions is the linesman whispering in the ref, dude, you've, you're stuffed up. It's yep. not a goal or it's offside or... Because mm. that's, that's why they're backtracking as well. Yep. And but, the, one, the one with the Western Sydney Wanderers and Manchester, uh, Melbourne City, you could see when they show the close-up shot, you can actually see in his eyes, oh, shit, I should have let... Because Norbo run back into position mm. and blow, you can actually see it happening live. Yeah, yeah. but the so, thing is, you know, yes, he's stuffed up. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that. He should have let Kuznarbo get back into position. But if he had let play continue, and the goal had been scored, yeah, then City would have said, "Oh, you pulled yeah. Kuznarbo out." But people would have forgotten about it by today. Nobody would be talking about that aspect of it. That would be, oh, that's just a, a board, a, board a hairline call. Mm. Uh, nobody really would have been that fussed. Instead, huge controversy, referees backtracking, huge implications, as you say, because players are going to feel completely entitled mm. to circle, harass, intimidate the referee into trying to make uh, re- revisit those decisions. Huge can of worms. Ridiculous situation. You know, Make I, a decision, I, stick with it. Well, I, I, I don't think... I, I don't agree with you on that. If it, Make if it's the def- right decision. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. But if, if it is completely wrong and the linesman has said, you know, that's, if, that's if wrong. If you're making completely wrong decisions, what are you doing in the job? That's the thing, you know? Mm. I, I remember I, I met a referee's... Um, like a coach of the referees, in a you know um, during the Australia vs Brazil tour, the under twenty tour, mm-hmm. and he was t- on a, uh, he was in the box, the media box, and I said, "What do you do?" Because I'm a referee um, analyst. I, um, I I I I'm in charge of monitoring the for ref- referees, and I told him what's going on with the referees in the A League, dude, <laughs> and um, it was saying to me that I think the percentage is in the 90, 90s of the amount of times they get the, the right decisions. Yeah, I mean... It's in the 90s. I'm sure it is, but the ones that they're getting wrong are so high profile. Mm. I mean, you know, it's probably the same in the uh, Premier League. Yeah. You know, probably 90% of the decisions are right, but mm. the ones that they're getting wrong are minor trivial ones. You know, uh, the, the letting foul throws go and the... Uh, they're yeah. giving corners instead of uh, uh, goal kicks and shit like that. This is huge stuff that we're getting fundamentally yeah. wrong with referees that seem to have gone backwards since we made the professional. And could you imagine if there was video replay? The mount, the, you know how we're talking about how players surround the referee. Mm. There would be more players surrounding the referee if there was video replay because every single foul. <coughs> Or penalty decision, yeah. um, they would be surrounding the ref all the time to get him to look at the I video. Th- I think w- what we've got there, though, is uh, we could take the lead from the, the cricket yeah. and say you've got a set number of calls. Yeah, I agree Same with, with that. tennis as well. Yeah, that would be that would be uh, great. You've got a, a set number of calls, yeah. and you can use them as you see fit. Yeah. But <clears throat> you're not allowed anywhere near the referee yeah. uh, at any time. Yeah, the captain can make a call. The the manager can make a call. They're the two people that can make a call. Don't go near the referee or you'll lose a call. Yeah. The captain can talk to the referee, but if that takes him out of out of position, <laughs> play on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's leave referee in there. Con, hi. Hi for the um, last few weeks. I think uh, seeing the Mariners lead the Melbourne victory 3-0. 
I was in dreamland. <laughs> that was incredible. And just seeing the victory players just keep on mistiming every single pass and just couldn't get anything right. Um, but then, uh, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't do it. But that was, that was incredible. Um, I think the low was the headbutt. I thought that was a high. I think and two two cones. One, it was just spectacular, uh, and two, it ruled a Donovan out of the Mariners for eight weeks, and so much improved the side. Well, the guy that replaced him, Bingham, scored. Yeah, yeah exactly. beautiful goal that was. He, 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 he was, played he really was well a, as well. He was a roadblock and a barrier to to the distant strikers getting a game. And I think mm. that was a high and low for the three weeks because. One week you're like the Mariners should be relegated, promotion relegation yeah, should be yeah. in, they're stuffing up the league, and then all of a sudden they get their first win, and then they're leading three 0 and everyone loves them again. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they did throw the three 0 lead away, though, uh, you know, which takes some doing. Yeah, it does three 0 and you screwed it up. Uh, I'm so close to swearing so many times. <laughs> yeah, I've held back. I could have done it four times. I could have unloaded. <laughs> But, um, 12, 13 minutes into the podcast. Effing and Jeffin. Yeah, we, we've been on holiday, haven't we? <laughs> uh, but the, I think the biggest high is the Abbas story. That's yeah, that's so good. That was just the ultimate fairy tale. I got I got goosebumps watching that. Um, yeah, fantastic, great to see. Um, my low was um, having the shits in Tokyo for three days. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was uh, that was a very low moment. This is where and we the, the, we were having a talk just before we went on air about toilet seat technology. Yes, that's where your that's when, knowledge of that came from. Yeah. Okay, it all makes sense now. The Japanese um, <laughs> advancing the toilet seat technology beyond anywhere else in the world that I've been to, um, you know, made it much more palatable for me to be oh, okay. uh, sat on the toilet at least four or five times a day. Did you go for the streams of water or for the steam? Do you know, after, after steam cleaned anus. After you've sat on the toilet a few times, you know, you can't go anywhere near that the toilet paper. Um, so you need to you need to blast it with a bit of water first, oh, just to kind well. of. Uh, uh, anyway, um, so that was um, and, and and for the listeners, that was probably one of their highs. There's the image that I'll never ever get rid of. <laughs> just blast it with a bit of water. No, it soon no. <laughs> All right. Okay. What's the French name for that? A bidet. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was um, and. The, the one thing that I, that I did talk about just before, which I'll, I'll mention briefly, is the little button that you can press when you play to play a tune when you're in the toilet. Oh, so wow. if, if it's a public toilet, they have a little um, nut button that it makes a little jingling noise, like a little bit of music. So when you're making toilet noises, you can try and um, drown them out with a little oh. bit of music. So you just sat in, in a, a toilet cubicle with all these little bits of music going off at different different times. Anyway, catch a falling star. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, right. Okay. That's enough about Japan and uh, toilets. Right, Con. You mentioned the the Mariners three 0 up at half time. Um, it was in Geelong, and it was an AFL score. Loads of goals were kicked. Yeah. Uh, why haven't we got a team in Geelong if there's 15,000 people going to victory well, games? Well, 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 uh, no, Mariners it's a Mariners game. game. It's a Mariners oh, game. Right. Uh, all right, quick one on that. So that was and all the Mariners, Mariners get all the money? Did the Mariners Traveled. get all the money? Yeah. Uh, well, no, well, they... Did they the vic- sell it? Victory bought the game off the Mariners. Uh, oh, so... Okay. Yeah. 
The RSL and club Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> Still <in the> game. <laughs> nice. Um, so, how far is this going to go? Are we are we going to see like um, Wellington Phoenix selling selling a game to to play at Amy Park? Just because you know we <laughs> get a bigger crowd, they're going to get a bigger crowd when they're playing. Improve victory the or, metrics. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, um, like, where, where, where does it? Where do you draw really, the line? Really I've never heard of that no. before. Selling your, I mean, you, you've heard of clubs selling their soul, but literally selling their, <laughs> selling their games to other clubs. I think it, it, it was the region. It was supposed to be the regional game or something. Oh, okay. The Mariners regional game. So yeah. they just took the opportunity to avoid North Sydney Oval and uh, come go to Geelong I, instead. I would have thought after the New Year's Eve victory, Melbourne victory at home would have been, they would have got a pretty good crowd. I would have thought. Yeah, but I think. Any money is good money when you're the Mariners. Yeah, right now. Guaranteed, guaranteed money. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually don't think it's a bad idea. Um, I, I don't quite ag- agree with it. I think economically, I, I, it, it does make sense. Um, but for the for the credibility of the league, you know, it kind of it's a bit of a grey area. I think it's one of these things that we borrowed from the NFL or something in America. Well, speaking about the right. things like that happened before over there. Sp- speaking about credibility of the league, I'm just a little a small tangent. What about the fact that um, Jared Hayne and Robbie Farrow were assistant coaches to the soccer, <laughs> the Australian Legends team? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about that. In that any was way, that, that was a, is that a high or a low? That was uh, that was up there with BBL, uh, Big Bash League. Theatre, theatrics. That's just not football. Sportainment. Yeah. Mm. Um. Right. Um. So yeah, we. Uh, it was a cracking game. Now. I'm not going to say it was a game of two halves. That's been uh, that's been banded about um, all, all too often. Um. But we yeah, we, we set up Bingham. Um. He impressed. Yeah. You know, in, that, in that first half, he looked composed. He. You know that the, the finish for that um, for the second goal was was brilliant. Yeah. You know he just looked effortless. He just stroked it into the bottom corner, um, and the through ball for the for the third. And it's and it was the first time you got to see the Mariners what they've been trying to do um, with youthful exuberance and uh, the excitement of young players, and combined with uh, Fabio Ferreira's touches because he's set up a, few, a couple of those goals, I think, with his touches. Um, it was just great to see, and um, I'm so glad Victory didn't win at the end because I think it was if it was another couple of minutes they would have probably yeah. won that game. But uh, well, there was a goal mouth scramble just before yeah. the the final goal went Especially, in. And... Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Mariners are playing a slightly more pragmatic as yeah. well. You know, they're, they're sitting a bit deeper and uh, uh, creating space for themselves to play into. Uh, they're defending a bit a bit harder. Yeah. Uh, and Mitch Austin is just a sensation mm. uh, he, he needs more game time Fabio Ferreira, great to see him back again he's going to be key to mm. he was always going to be key to anything that uh, Mariners achieved this season and him being out injured for such a long stretch was a big part of the, the poor run of results mm. they were getting mm. there's probably uh, a bit more fitness for him to, to, to get as well um, he, he looks nearly there but yeah, even an extra level that he could he could take it yeah um, I'm still not convinced that they're going to get off the bottom though, to be honest I think they wouldn't spin material all the way through to the end but it's going to be enjoyable to watch them which is what I've always said mm. Yeah, and and the next game Adelaide away um, in terms of 
soaking up pressure and hitting teams on the break. You know, this could be quite a nice tussle here. You know, this is an Adelaide team well in form, mm. and Mariners team that have actually, as you said, found a bit of confidence now in in what they do. You know, they'll they'll be a little bit disheartened that they they threw away a three 0 win, and it could have been four 0 as well with Austin when, when he got put oh, through yeah, just before half time and um uh, oh no sorry it was just after the uh, just after half time uh, and just curled it wide. I think that just the fact that they were able to score three goals in one game uh, is going to be such a huge confidence boost, mm. and that'll eradicate any concerns and disappointment about conceding three in the second half. The fact that you know without O'Donovan there, they still they have a strike force. Yep. Not that they still have a strike force; they actually do now have a strike force uh, and can score goals. Um, I can. It's going to be entertaining. It really is. Uh, Brings the whole promotion relegation thing back into focus once more, but mm. um, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season pans out for them. Um, and victory just decided to uh, it, well, it all started falling into place then a bit more, didn't it? And uh, Barbarousas was um, was key in pretty much all all those goals. That second one where it, um, Barisha flicked it over his shoulder, he chested it, mm. flicked it over a defender and volleyed it against the bar. It's just like, oh, why did not that hit the bar and bounce him? <laughs> yeah. That would have been one of the goals of the season. Yeah. Um, but it's good to see Archie popping yeah, back up. Yeah, I mean, two fairy tales really this weekend with uh, Ali Abbas and Archie both coming back. Archie, again, somebody who I was convinced that was his career his over, uh, to be honest. And I saw him going, limping off. All those months ago, but no, back and uh, scoring and and every great team actually, you know, he could have taken it taken it easy and then just decided to wait out his his final contract and yeah. and, and not you know work so hard to get back to fitness and and he has done uh, and and every credit and um, you know it shows how much of a professional he is. It's you can see why he and Tim Cahill get on so well. Yeah, they've both got that same warrior yeah. mentality. Mm. That they will never ever give up with. They will have to be dragged off the pitch mm. before they uh, retire. And uh, they need him badly because they they haven't been doing very well at all in the last month. Well, yeah, they've dropped off, haven't they? Yeah. And they they need someone like Archie Thompson. is victory. He's mm. Melbourne victory. And uh, I think um, yeah, they've just been lacking something in the last month. Then, and, and it's, he's he's going to be key to them, I think. Did um, was Archie on the pitch for the first goal, for the penalty? No, I don't think so. No, he, so he came on just yeah. after uh, mm. with it at three-one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, cracking game. Yeah, I, I think victory though are a bit of a concern going into the second half of the season. Uh, having looked so strong and so aggressive at the beginning of the season, they, they really have just dropped off the pace. Very badly uh, in the past six weeks or so. And um, Valeri's a loss. The yeah, I mean, Bazanic just really hasn't stepped up and mm. filled the role that uh, Valeri and uh, Milligan were, mm. were playing. Uh, Broxham's kind of moved into that yeah. CDM role. Um, mm. But yeah, it's. They've got so much strength and attack, but they just don't seem to be getting the ball up there properly and not taking the chances when they do get them up there. And they, they might struggle with all those Oli Roos players out as well. I think they had four or five <coughs> missing from their team. And yeah. also their defence keeps on changing too. They, don't have, they haven't had the uh, def, uh, central defensive pairing that's been consistent. Mm. 
I think that's been a problem as well. Well, that's it. The last four games, Victory have only beaten uh, Jets. And so that's a draw against Perth, Mariners, uh, lost to City um, just before Christmas. But, you know, you think that's the three bottom teams and and that just shows why Victory have dropped down to fifth in the league now mm, and they're yeah. seven points behind Brisbane in first. Yeah. You know, there was a there was a period where they were kind of second and third, but mm. had a game in hand. Yeah, uh, and they they, yeah. they looked like they were going to run away with it, uh, and I think I handed them the title. Mm. So yeah, hooray for me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One team that has found um, a bit of form and uh, and very good to see, and we need to give him a lot of credit actually, Holasco. Yeah. Uh, we've been just before Christmas. We were very critical of him, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he's um, he's listened to us. He's uh, he's taken our constructive uh, criticism, and um, and yeah, he's actually looking looking half decent now. He's scored three out of the last four games, and that's um, and he started scoring after he had that game against Newcastle Jets where he missed mm. everything. So yeah, I think I, somebody somewhere clearly has had a, a sit down chat with him, mm. and explained you are marquee, you are. Our yeah main man mm. uh, and we expect goals from you uh, and he's finally stepped up and delivered but he, he's not even just the goals he he's imposing himself on games a lot more you know he, he was you know barging offering like a bit more of a physical presence the ball was up in the air and he was you know at- aggressively attacking yeah. it which is it might just be he's a bit of he's found a bit more confidence I'm talking about the, the Jets game this weekend Um so so yeah no um, and the, and the game before that as well he set up Ninkovic um, for a couple of goals, crossing, crossing, uh, crossing in a couple, um, and but I was thinking about this. If George Blackwood is the young striker, um, he keeps on missing, but that, he could have had six or seven goals this mm. season um, if if he took his chances and add another six or seven goals to Sydney season, and you know they, they could be higher in the league, but. Um, yeah, I think once he starts scoring, I think we'll see more from Holosko setting him up as well. Yeah. Because he's, he's starting to... Um, I think they're starting to play well together, those two. Yeah, the, the one where he just he just put wide and he dropped to his knees yeah. and he's just kind of looking at the floor like, going, what do what? I need to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but he, he worked the space brilliantly mm. and, you know, those are the... Those sort of chances, when you're in form or when you've got a bit of confidence, they find yeah. the, the bottom corner. So, um, if he, all it takes is a few of them to go in. Newcastle Jets. Though. Will they ever yeah. score again? I, th- I don't think they will. No. That's it. The season's over for them. I think Carney's just tired. He's, he's due to change clubs about now. Isn't <laughs> yeah. <that? laughs> I mean, he needs to. He needs to work move pretty quickly. He's only got a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah he's about. He's about to move. Yeah. He'll be abandoning ship. And seriously, if, if they do lose him, they've got nothing. Mm. Nothing at all. Uh, you know, they overperformed at the beginning of the season. And I think they're just playing to what everyone expects. That uh, feature, that uh, the story that the Telegraph had, uh, Tom Smithies had a couple of weeks ago, where he got the, um, the salary figures for each club. Oh, yeah. Uh, and how much they'd spent on marquees and stuff like that. Newcastle Jets, they're barely, barely hitting the salary cap floor. Really? Uh, and no marquee cash. I mean, FFA are doing what the FFA do, always do. They, they run it on a shoestring, mm. Mm. Uh, hope for the best. 
try and load it up with sponsors to make it look attractive to, to buyers yeah. uh, and, and then yeah. sell it on That's, which yeah. really hasn't left <coughs> Scott Miller with much chance at all he threw the dice with his uh, uh, Trifonovich mm. and Alidovich and it's not really paying off for him uh, and the if, media if he got lucky you know if he'd managed to pick up a Shinji Ono uh, or somebody like that then you know it might be a whole different story but he hasn't um, the media are starting to have a crack at him as well. Um, I think uh, he was uh, critical of one of his players, and John Cosmina on Fox Sports was saying um, uh, Miller should be critical of himself for not doing X and Y. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think he's. I think he's, you know he's, he's got to be entitled. He's got to be allowed to have a crack at individuals and try and spur them to step up because you know there's only so much you can do and if you've got 11 players going out there and not one of them can score in 10 games mm. that's not entirely down to the manager mm. uh, you mm. know the players have to play up uh, take some responsibility for that and calling one or two out in an attempt to try and spur them on is you know an attempt at man management if it works great if it doesn't well let's face it he's not really Mm. He's got to do something. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think Cosmina was saying like he's playing some players out of position, and that's Cosmina what he was critical not of. Want to talk about that? I <laughs> mean, <laughs> <Saying> seriously. <laughs> oh, uh, um, but no, he, he has. He came out after the game as well and said that the players just aren't aren't really good enough. Which, you know. For the FFA, he must be getting a knock on his door um, this week to say, you can't be saying that. Yeah. Um, that's not good for the league. It's not good for their club. You know, when they're trying to sell it and their coach is coming out and saying, the players aren't good enough. You know, what, what, am, I, what am I meant to do with um, with this sort of lim- very limited squad? And it's, you know, it's fair enough to a certain extent. Um, but it, it doesn't look like he's trying to do anything different either. You know, play two up front or you yeah. know, try, try and... You're not scoring goals, so stick him with Trifunovic up front. Yeah. You know, is there a youngster that's got a bit got a bit of hunger mm-hmm. coming through? I agree. Did, yeah. did they not sign a striker from um, an FFA Cup team, an NPL team? Um, they got the guy from Tasmania. Uh, who's the, the... No, that's he's no. from South Australia. Uh, yeah, no, I think there's another one from Tassie uh, who was supposed to be. Is it Brennan or something like? Yes, that? Andy Brennan. Yeah. Um, and yeah, where's he gone? Is he, I don't think he's even played. What? No. So, um, so yeah, he, I mean, yeah. he is—he's he is digging a hole for himself and not trying anything new. It's a shame, really, because when he first came out, he was this young Aussie coach that spent time in in the Premier League. Mm. His CV looked pretty promising, um, and he had a great start. And, and everyone was thinking, "Wow, this guy's—you know—the real deal." And uh, unfortunately, and it, it, it might not be his fault. It, it might literally be the, the players that he's got to work with, mm. and he actually got them playing to a decent standard in in the early stages. But then maybe his tactics have been found out, and actually, when the opposition counterbalance your tactics, and you don't have any sparks, anyone that's going to win a game or score goals for you, there is no stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's just not the the quality there mm. to for anybody to initiate anything on the the park I think it, it is disappointing I, we, Scott Miller is one of these guys that wants to see come out give him a chance and hopefully he'll do well but yeah it's it's not looking good for him at the moment and if he goes the next game without scoring 
he's going to surpass the New Zealand Knights record. And that's, that's oh really? That's How many a games sh- is it? Shocking indictment. Isn't it five hundred? Six hundred and eight, I think minutes. Yeah, so I think it, it yeah. could do it. Yeah, it could be in the next game. Yep. And uh, and they're playing New Zealand team Wellington Phoenix this weekend. And right, uh, Brosk is still a hell of a place to go and play football. By the way, it, they were the Sydney FC Jets game was at ANZ. Oh. Yeah. Still, just it's a morgue. It's, it's horrible. And the Jets didn't really. Jets fans didn't help by not turning up. There was only about half, literally a dozen of them. Yeah. Uh, in an eighty thousand seater stadium. I'm not sure if I blame them really. Right. I don't like that stadium at all. I, um, I don't know why they didn't move it to Cogger or. Apparently, else. there was nothing else available. Yeah. But yeah. But there'll be a Sydney derby there next season. Yep. Mm. Could be two, at least. Mm. Yeah. So, right. Um, Talking of which, moving on to City Wanderers, five goal thriller. Bit of controversy, which we've um, which we've already discussed there. I won't talk about the refs anymore. Um, but okay. So I'll, 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 let's talk about Wanderers first. They've um, you know th- these these are two form teams at the moment, aren't they? And and you've got to you've got to look at Wanderers and think, despite the fact that they lost this game, they're going to be up there. They're going to be challenging. I, I, th- I think these could be top two. I think Brisbane Roar is going to drop off, and it's going to be Wanderers and uh, uh, City at the top two. I've been saying that I, I felt the same way about Roar as well. I thought they were going to drop off, but they haven't. In fact, if anything, they've, they've bounced quietly, been bouncing back from a, a slight lull, mm. uh, and you know now the top of the table. So I think it's going to be a very tight three-way battle between those three. Um, the rest are falling away, but those three are still hammer and tongs. Uh, Wanderers' unbeaten run finally comes to an end. Mm. Uh, Roar's record still stands for at least another season. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, City just are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh, so Corrin wasn't even in the squad he's just a waste of, so waste they, of money waste of space and, and, and I believe that they didn't even there was no injury there they, he's literally just been dropped that's got he's got to be out the door then now hasn't he I think they're maybe just trying to find a potentially trying to find another team that are going to take him off their hands off, and almost buy him out of the, the, the contract a little bit or they just well, I mean, he's lose a mar- the money he and, is actually a marquee so yep. you know <clears throat> they could buy out that contract quite happily uh, and replace him with a new marquee uh, in the window, because uh, I mean, this is, it's been the worst marquee signing of recent years. Yeah. Uh, Why they gave him two years? I don't understand. And mm. did you see how much he was? Did, did Tom Smithy's article show what he was on? Because if he's on Not like specifically a, a million, because it was, but he, he, he was on a million? spending. I think it was four point three million. Wow, he could be on a million, right? Well, That's, yeah, Moyes, isn't he? Yeah, Moyes is just over a million, yeah. so he must be on maybe just less than a million, somewhere around that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. what a waste of money. Um, yeah, but that said, they don't they don't really need him in that in the final third. No, that three of um, Fornaroli, Navio is like I think he's probably my high of um, of the last month. Like him coming yeah. back to, to full fitness, yeah, he's and, just... and, and, and apparently they're still saying he's still not hundred percent fit as well. 
how exciting that is to yeah. see that he's up there is one of the best players in the league at the moment and and he's not even 100% fit and the way he strikes the ball is so peculiar Mm. as well he just it's like a um, he just whips his right his right leg over the ball for for that second goal um, even the free kick was just crazy because he I remember he did a free kick like that and he pulled his hamstring Mm. it's like it looks like he's going to pull something every time he shoots it like shoots like that that's how quick he um, manages to flick his leg around. What I love about City, though, is that they they have eschewed this whole S- Manchester City, New York City style glamour signings this season. Yeah, and these are just good footballers and mm, yeah. recruiters. And John Van Chip, who I had no faith in whatsoever at the beginning of the season, was convinced to be about be out by Christmas. Yeah. One has recruited incredibly well, and two got them playing a fantastic brand of football. Uh, and yeah, I'm just so impressed by them. Uh, without any star quality, you know, they can afford to leave their very expensive marquee out the squad entirely because they've recruited so well elsewhere. Okay, so here's a question for you. Um, so say they do get rid of uh, Corrin um, and replace him, or maybe come back to that in a. Why, where they think they're, where you think they're weakest? Um, if they were to lose one of the three, Fornaroli, Navio, or Moy, who do you think would be the, the most make have a most impact in the in that team? Moy. Oh yeah, if you lose take, Moy, take Moy out. Moy yeah. is Moy is just key to everything. But the supporting cast are so good around. Yeah, Fornaroli, twelve goals this 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 season. Yeah, it, can, can game, someone replace that? The game that Moy didn't play. Didn't score. Very true. Yeah. Um, well, he's the one that's most likely to leave, right? Haven't hasn't everyone been saying he's going to leave in the January transfer window? And if, if he leaves now, after the the club and I think um, Van Schipt has come out and said yeah. that he's not going anywhere, I think that would be a. I think a all huge they have to do is pay off. If if push came to shove, and China or somebody came in with a huge offer for him, they just sack off Corn. Uh, and give him the marquee status. Mm. And uh, I don't Moy. Think hey, no, uh, Fornaroli. Fornaroli, okay. Yeah. Uh, but he's been amazing too, Fornaroli. Mm. He dances. He's a dancer. That, his goal is just shows how... how so, how, so good. How classy he is. Even the build-up, Moy's ball to him as well. That was just... But I still don't understand where this prickly pear thing comes in. Though. Mm. <laughs> That's his nickname, right? Yeah. Prickly pear. Why? Why prickly pear? Maybe it's in translation or something. Maybe it means something in Uruguayan. I don't know. Yeah, there must be some some meaning. There might be some kind of mythology around the prickly pear. We need in... to get David Manuka back yeah. in the case. On yeah. That yeah. One. <laughs> All right. Let me let me get onto that. Um, but before the before the Moyes pass, um, Sorensen, um, you know, he, he made a blunder, but he kept the, his team in the. Yeah. And if it wasn't for his blunder and Aaron Hughes' own goal. Um, which was their two goals. Yeah. It, it was, you know, he made some unbelievable... That, that double save towards the end yeah. was absolute world-class. Um, but yeah, the Fornaroli goal, he, he took the ball in his hands with loads of players around him um, with confidence, took one step out, knew exactly where the pitch was, yeah. threw the ball inch perfect to Moy's, Moy's feet yeah. so he could run onto it, one pass to, to Fornaroli and it's a goal. Yeah. Um, you, you know, that is... That is as important um, as Moyes' assist. Yeah, I think definitely. it was. I think it was fantastic, and it's great to see. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Aaron Hughes? 
Um, I don't know. I th- wasn't he the one that let Ninkovic jump over him for the header in the previous game as well? So I think he's. Um, I kind of. I don't know. I kind of think he's slow. He's a bit too slow. Um, mm. He did score a goal last week, but yeah, I think he's kind of he's kind of a liability, Aaron Hughes. So, <clears throat> commentators on, on on this game were were pretty praising of him. Yeah, they said that he looks composed. Um, you know that pairing with um, Kiznobo there. There wasn't a huge amount of pace. No, but no. He, he did let in a. He scored an own goal too. Yeah, that's pretty composed. Yeah, it was great finish. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I I need I to see more. I mean, when you've got the flying flankers like they've got with uh, Zulu, etc. Yeah, you don't really need a huge amount of pace in the yeah. defence. Yeah, I'd rather have no, calm, experienced uh, defenders who know what they're doing. Yeah, uh, than you know necessarily youngsters who can zip up the field. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, position. Uh, very good point. And, and it kind of depends on where that defensive line is. Yeah. If you've got two more deeper lying centre midfielders, uh, centre backs, and a defensive centre mid. Yeah, because he will plays 5 in. 3 2 sometimes too, John Van Schip as well. Mm. So is it um, is it that other big, who's that big tall guy, that the blonde guy? Partially? Um, no, there's another, I uh, can't remember his name. Um, yeah, but it's part of it that probably comes back in sometimes mm. to, yeah. to help. I think to to sweep. So that's probably and partially again. That's just another phenomenal signing. Uh, he's mm. such a key part of that backline uh, and just protects the the backline itself and also pushes forward. Mm. Um, for we we touched on him. Twelve goals so far this season. Just over the halfway point of the season proper. Uh, he looks well on course to. I, I sort of did my one bit of research for the um, for the, this week's pod and went back at the top scorers from from all the other um, seasons. He looks pretty comfortable that he's going to beat Yanko and Taggart the last two seasons that finished on sixteen. Do you think he'll get nineteen, which was the best we've had, Barisha and Smeltzy? Oh, that's a big call. But seven games with what thirteen plus the finals to go? Yeah, wouldn't put it past him. That's at this rate. That's only. That's only one, uh, one, one every, every two game. games. Yeah. If they if they make it to the semis, so, it's, just, it's just really hard to keep that consistency all season, right? Yeah. That's what we found in the A League. Like even Yanko looked like he was going to be getting mm. twenty plus, but he just I had a bit of a. The lull. other thing as well that City seemed to have conquered is their their injuries. Because mm. uh, at the beginning of the season there was a, a terrible run of injuries. All last season there was a terrible run of injuries. This season seems to be a much more uh, consistent squad for him to choose from uh, and put out because they've not had that injury issue. Uh, the new training ground paying off. Uh, I think they got, they did in fact, they got a new physio from the UK mm. uh, for this season, signed in June. Uh, and that's obviously paying dividends as well. Mm. So, I mean, it, there is a lot of different ways that City really seem to have raised the game this season and Melling too not many people talk about him but I, I think he's he's a young kid and a lot of people have been talking about um, how he's uh, got a good future in the game and I've been impressed by him as well yeah yeah um, now I think the other interesting thing from that game as well is of course that uh, Wanderers let Moy go 
Yes. Uh, yeah. And he left because he was being shoehorned into a more CDM type role and he wanted to play further forward. Mm. Moves to City, gets to play further forward, becomes a legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gotta say, Popper, yeah, screwed up there. Mm. Um, but Wanderers, they finished their unbeaten run, as you said, 26 points from 30 available before this game. Um, so that's a brilliant turnaround wow. from the start of the season and from last season. Um, so, um, so yeah, no, and they're exciting to watch. Yep, Castellan, Nichols continue to to impress. Yeah, Castellan especially. He's yeah. really played. He put him on as a sub. He's coming back from injury. Oh, I think, was he? Is he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to pay tribute to Popper because I honestly thought he was going to be turn out to be a two season wonder. Yeah. Who just got lucky with a couple of good signings, mm. uh, but no, he's he's completely rebuilt this squad, rebuilt the team, rebuilt the tactics, rebuilt the uh, the philosophy of the uh, the game. Yeah, and done a brilliant job. It shows his versatility as a yeah, as a coach as absolutely. well to see how he how he worked with the players that he's got and then decided how he how he wants to change and mold mold the the, the club and the structure into. Um, so. Controversial decision there, and uh, you had a chat with uh, Scott Jamison about that. Yes, um, yeah, Scotty was uh, around uh, around the uh, in the middle of um, that controversy, um, and he was having words to the referee. And I think we were discussing the, the um, double dick tweak went <laughs> <laughs> on as well. <laughs> Got away with <laughs> the cheeky spoilers as Jamison way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had that in his game, so. Um, <laughs> did you did you ask him about it? No, I didn't ask him about that. I did ask him about the controversy. Mm. Um, you know, he was adamant that was a that was a goal, and yeah. um, as most Wanderers players thought it was in but, Popper, so he was uh, keeping close to the party line. Um, hear what he had to say. Let's listen. Let's yeah. listen to him. Thanks for joining us uh, today on the Four Four Two FM podcast. I really appreciate you giving us your time. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. Uh, how are you feeling after that um, that game on the weekend? You know, very disappointed not to win the game, but yeah, there were there were a lot of positives that came out of it. Um, and in fairness, you know, you have to look back at it and probably say that uh, you know we should have won the game. Uh, so it's disappointing, but you know, fair play to Melbourne City. And regarding that uh, goal that was ruled um, a non-goal, you were around the referee during that time. Can you give us an insight into what? what you thought was happening and what the referee was saying and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, um, he, he, he spoke to Kuznogo and, and um, you know, spoke, spoke to him about something and then, uh, you know, ushered him away and then blew his whistle and uh, Dimas played the ball through for, for Bridgie and um, then the, uh, I, I believe, uh, looking back on it now, that you know, he blew his whistle before Bridgie had shot, but, um, you know, I was led to believe... Uh, and just going off what I heard, that he blew the whistle, so it, you know you you play on, and and, um, and we scored. So it was disappointing uh, in that sense. That um, yeah, the goal I guess wasn't given, but um, you know he did blow the whistle again. So it's kind of one of those ones where you know, damned if you do, you damned if you don't. But in fairness, um, you know referees have to be held accountable that he blew the whistle, and uh, we're always told that the place of the whistle. So um, you know I'm on the side that. Feels hard done by, and um, you know we, we, we kind of thought we we should have got a goal, but in saying that we had a lot more chances that we should have converted, but didn't. So it's one of those things that uh, you have to accept, obviously.
And did you have you ever been involved in a situation like that before? Um, oh, I don't know. I've been in quite a few situations where referees have made mistakes and uh, yeah, you know, uh, made the wrong decision and and, and uh, affected a game. But um, yeah, I've never really been in that situation. But yeah, yeah everyone makes mistakes. But um, like players, like coaches, uh, referees have to be held accountable. That's how it is. And uh, let's move forward to the game coming up this uh, weekend. There's a big derby on. You must be um, hell-bent on gaining a measure of revenge. Is that one of the main things on the players' minds this week? Uh, no, not so much revenge. I think regardless, had we had won um, in round three, um, it'd still be the same feeling, the same excitement um, going into the game. Uh, having only played one derby was probably... Uh, one of the most special club games I've ever played in, uh, if not the special and most special. And um, you know, to, to get the opportunity to play in again is, is really exciting. So um, yeah, look, we don't really see it as revenge. Um, we felt once again that we probably should have won that game too, and and Sydney were were, were lucky in, in the sense of getting three points. But like I said, um, it, it doesn't really come about revenge. It's, it's a derby game. They're special, and um, we'll take it for that, not just. Not, not to revenge, for sure. And what's it like playing in a derby, uh, especially as an ex Sydney FC player? Um, yeah, look, my, my time at Sydney wasn't, uh, I had a good mate. Thanks so much for your time, Scott. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining us on 442 FM today. No worries. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Scott. Bye. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty. Um, nice chat with him, Con. Yeah. He's, he's very good. You know, you can see he's, uh, he's got that kind of media uh, media personality yeah. uh, down to a T there. He's doing bits with Fox Sports and... Um, He's probably got a, a future in the in the media ahead yeah, of him. Yeah, he's got a bit of charisma, which mm. is good to see. And he just doesn't just give you the the normal uh, stock quotes. Yeah, he's, he's he's a thoughtful young man. He's not a game of two halves bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Right, Glory Adelaide for the Reds. Uh, they found a bit of form. So the first time that the Reds drop into the tops or pop pop up into the top six um, after a six-game unbeaten run. Um, and dispatched Perth pretty easily. <laughs> six game Standard. unbeaten runs, very close to six games without winning run as well. Well, not no. qu- not quite, but. Uh, um, well, I think they've, they've won as many as they've drawn. Is it? Yeah, I think three and three. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Um, so, um, but yeah, no, they're, they're actually that first goal was brilliant football. Yeah, it's reminiscent of under Gombau that mm. game. Totally reminiscent. The 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 the, the, the passing, yep. Karuska setting up Sirio, Sirio um, scoring. Also the third goal. Um, uh, sorry, the, it wasn't a goal, but it was a led to the penalty. The long diagonal pass 
as well, which Gombau used to love doing too. So mm. he's starting, and Karuska just yeah. on fire. He's just on a, fire. It's great to see. He's been he's been a busy man. Not the only man that's in red that's been busy this Christmas. Oh, <laughs> wow. Gumtish. Um, um, but three brilliant goals yeah. for, for Adelaide. You know, they, they were helped a bit by the, the, the red card. That kind of changed the game. It was a little bit more even before that. Um, but then after that, there was no way. It was going to be an uphill battle for, for glory anyway. But, um, yeah, that just changed the game completely. But having said that, you know, uh, the latter stages of the second half, Perth Glory, you would not have thought were down to 10 men. Mm. They put up a great, valiant fight, uh, and they were very, very strong. Uh, I mean, they were missing goals. Kyo looked like he hadn't played a game of football since he left Perth. Uh, well, he hasn't. He's been on a gap here, hasn't he? Yeah. He was in He's Thailand, been doing, been doing full moon parties in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, mushroom shakes. <laughs> Living out at the beach. Um, but, yeah, uh, he's got a bit of a long road back to being the cure we saw last mm. season. Uh, Adelaide, though, you've got to question, nothing significant has changed with Adelaide. Still same squad. They've not really had much of an injury crisis. Uh, and yet, no... You know they're playing like we expect them to play at the mm. beginning of the season. What I'm curious to know what's changed. Well, I think what's changed is um, Galekovic has come back, and also this um, they've got this young defender. I think his name is Selby or Elsie. 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 Yeah. Jordan Elsie. Yeah. He's like I think he, he since he's come into the side they've had like five clean sheets in seven games. So I think both of those two together. And Osama Malik wasn't playing that well, and he's been injured. He's replaced Osama Malik. And I think that's just given them a structure at the back now. Um, and Galekovic is just a, he's just an amazing keeper. Mm, and yeah. with that structure at the back, it's allowing um, the attackers to uh, um, play with much more uh, freedom. And mm. um, yeah, so, and they're starting to score goals um, away from their number nine. So the number with Adelaide, the number nine would be the one that they're they're blaming for not scoring. So yeah, but it takes the pressure off when you've got Karuska and and Sirio chiming in. So firing up again, yeah. And, and Goodwin, Goodwin, I've always rated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always rated Goodwin. Uh, I think he's uh, a much under acknowledged uh, talent. To be honest, um, I remember chatting to Gary Van Egmond up at uh, Jets when Goodwin was there. And getting him off to one side and going through, you know, the young stars they had coming through, and he didn't rate Goodwin. Right. And I was like, how can you not rate him? He said, really? yeah. mm. he, he saw other talent that was better within the Jets, but Goodwin, I think, is really potential Socceroos uh, yeah. to him. To be honest, he wasn't loved at the Jets. No. But he's loved at Adelaide. He, he does. I think he does still have a long way to go. But his attributes are there. Mm. Mm. I, I remember saying. Like earlier this season, or maybe even last season, that he's got the, the icy early Gareth Bale about him. Yeah. You know, when when Bale was was taking that step from like left back into into left left wing or left mid, um, it was he was still very raw. He was he was still making a lot of mistakes, but he had that kind of raw talent, that athletic ability, and um, you know, and he, he has a similar sort of movements to him as well. And and then like, coming inside and finishing with his with his weaker foot. Very well, mm, yeah. um, so yeah, l- l- let's hope he 
he gets more chance to to do that sort of thing played higher up in the higher up the pitch. Um, yeah. Anything else to add on on that game? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Um, but this was, um, I think, the final game of the round was a bit of a grounding. You know, let's not get too carried away. Um, the A League fans, you know, this still is the A League. No matter how many goals we've we've seen in the previous games, let's just give them a nil nil just to keep them grounded. Don't let, don't get get carried away. And um, it was that well, the major talking point was the was the penalty decision. We've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I think um, that was the right call again. He was pushed in the back, um, but that, what, what a crazy sequence of events! Broich hits the post. Um, the Wellington Phoenix player looks like it's going to be a handball, like, and at the same time gets pushed. Mm. So, is it the chicken or the egg? Was he? Did he handball? Did he handball because he was pushed? Did he? So it's just a crazy sequence of events, and um, yeah, it's just <clears throat> you can you can feel for the um, Brisbane Raw players that it wasn't yeah. a penalty. So well, Aloisi <clears throat> was fuming after the yeah. after the game. Um, if that was, it, it, did, Kev, do you think that was a pen? I think he called it for a pen, so you go with that. Yeah, I, and you live with it. I, I, if you that, think, it so you don't think you, you, sh- you should have the linesman overrule the, the the referee that once he makes a decision, he can't go back at all. I think you need that. We, we, we've, we've kind of already gone over yeah. that a little bit, which I, I don't want to kind of. Go, Get too bogged down in in the referee decision, but speak for I, hours I, I, I think yeah, no, I, I think if that was the other way around, if that was Durante um, pushing Enrique in the back, just as he was about to shoot, would he would that have been enough contact to be a penalty? Oh, if he pushed in the same yeah. So if, if the roles were reversed, yeah. like Enrique was in front of goal and he kind of got a little bit of lent on him to, so he didn't quite manage to control the ball for a shot. Would it have been a pen? Yeah. Yeah, so that, it's probably not a pen then. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on from, from penalty decisions. Um, but um, actually, uh, Ernie was quite funny uh, and uh, and stoking the fire a little bit as he uh, as he does came out after Alois, he was and just said, the ref was brave to make, to make that call. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but Alois, he was just fuming at the ref um, after the game. But um, but yeah, we, we, we spoke about Raw kind of briefly before. It, it, for me, when I watch the Raw, I feel like um, it's only a matter of time before the kind of wheels fall off a little bit. And they're they're, they're mm. going to drop down, but they're kind of proving me wrong. Absolutely, and and, yeah. I, and I'm not, and I, I, I long may it continue. Um, there's just something that just looks a little bit fragile about their the way that their team sets up, and I, and I'm, I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Um, but even though, in, I, I like watching them play, I like the way they play. Um, you know, they, they obviously didn't have McLaren in uh, in the team last uh, last weekend, which meant they were didn't have that final goal threat that they would normally have. What do you mean they're fragile? Like, what, like they're, they're like, they can be easily beaten? Do you know what? I, I, I don't know. I, I just... Uh, and I, 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 I agree. I, I agree There's just something yeah. there that you think... I agree as well, and I'm trying to think what, yeah. what it is that makes it... Cause I, think, I think they don't appear to have the depth, perhaps, to take them through the season... That mm. might be uh, the prime concern. But having said that, my old mate Devante Clute has been denied a move to Newcastle Jets. 
because not because they want to play him, but because they want to keep him for depth uh, for the rest of the season. Really, uh, which you know is very frustrating for a young lad. But from Aloisi's point of view, that's it's a clever move. Uh, well, they're missing Barello and uh, McLaren from the Oli Roos. Yeah, so that's a good decision. Yeah, that's very smart. Um, but maybe it's you like can't play him though, because maybe it's you're still thinking it's the raw from last season, and it's still and Aloisi's yet to prove himself. Probably. Yeah. I think Maybe there is a, an element be, yeah. of that, yeah. But uh, fair play to him, you know, he's he's done a very good job. I think I didn't think that they would even be in finals contention. Never mind yeah, leading at this of the stage table. of the uh, the competition. Uh, so you can't argue with what he's what he's doing. Although you could possibly be doing even better if Clute was playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they've only lost two games this season. Which that's pretty good, you know. Top of the top of the table. I think Sydney have uh, have only lost two as well, but like drawn a lot more. And mm. um, you know they're, they're there for a reason. You and know, it's been not... entertaining as well. Mm. You know, Sydney are where they are with similar results, but not nearly as entertaining uh, for the most part. Um, Phoenix have had a mixed Christmas. You know they uh, picked up a point against uh, against Sydney just before Christmas, but then but then back to back back to back defeats by uh, Adelaide and Mariners, and and I think they'll probably be happy with a well, they'll be very happy with a point here. Um, good stuff, gents. Um, so uh, the weekend ahead, we have got Friday Friday night Melbourne victory, Brisbane Raw. Saturday early game. Adelaide Central Coast. What's the weather like in Adelaide? Is it going to be a hot one? Uh, is everyone going to be complaining? I think so. Probably. Um, and then, but then you wouldn't want to de- have it any other way because we've got the Sydney Derby Saturday night, seven thirty kickoff, um, Eastern Time, and the final game of Saturday late game, Perth Glory Melbourne City, and Newcastle Jets Wellington Phoenix. Will Newcastle Jets score a goal? We shall only see. Wow, what a snooze fest that last game is. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be another Sunday nil nil? Oh my god. All right. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the statistics is for that Sunday 5 o'clock game. Yeah. Any nil nils? It, it's the hangover happen? game, isn't oh. it? It's, it's the one that you just don't want any excitement in because you feel a bit rough and it's just going to wash over you as a lie on the couch, nursing that hangover. <laughs> You can say you watched it, but you didn't have to get involved. And <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other players. You, you can and that's, a, and that's only yeah. the players. What about the fans? <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Um, gents, it's good to be back. It's good to be talking football. Um, New issues out tomorrow. Hey, well, Thursday, whenever today is. I've kind of lost track. Um, but yeah, we've got new shirts, so buy that. That's really good. It's got Roman A, Romelu Lukaku, and uh, we meet Zazu over in uh, Real Madrid. How good timing is that? And we also investigate Aussie youth. Yes. Uh, Children of the Re- Revolution. Has the national curriculum been a success or a failure? We speak to a whole lot of people to find out, or rather... Eric Abrams and Angie Coglu, um, Les Shineflug sounds off. So yeah, it's uh, really it's interesting. A to very read. very good read, and we also have a look back at the year that's been, the highs, the lows, the uh, the rots, everything. It's all good. Uh, so don't miss that. 
Excellent. Um, talk to us through social media, Twitter, Facebook, um, and sign up to 442fc.com if you have not already to get our daily newsletter um, going strong into 2016. Um, keep your New Year's resolutions football-based. Um, get involved in 442, read the mag, go onto the website, and keep tuning into this. Thanks, gents. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Speak to you next week. Bye-bye.